It's an honor to introduce our speaker this evening who will give our charge this year. A Cassidy graduate of the class of 1968, Ben May is former global director of corporate alliance for the Walt Disney Company, responsible for creating multi-million dollar relationships with Disney and Fortune 100 companies, not-for-profit organizations, governments, and other countries. Based in Paris from 2015 to 2017, Ben was responsible for leading the Corporate Alliance Development Team for Disney in Europe, Russia, and the Middle East. Before he was recruited to Disney, he was vice president of two New York and Seattle-based international wine companies, responsible for the strategic account development. In addition to his corporate work, he has led a lifelong passion for fire protection. Ben has been a firefighter, a fire commissioner, and consultant to the U.S. Fire Administration, OSU's College of Fire Protection and Safety, Engineering Technology, as well as many Metro Fire Departments across the United States. Ben presently serves as the Board of Directors for the Center for Excellence in Public Safety, Board of Director for the National Weather Association Foundation, an advisor to the National Center for Atmospheric Research in Boulder, Colorado, as well as an advisor to, Isra to Israeli corporations and not-for-profit organizations on strategic planning and marketing. Ben is a Phi Beta Kappa graduate from the University of Oklahoma with a BA in Russian, German languages, as well as a master's degree with honors in Russian from the School of International Service from the American University in Washington, D.C. He holds a diploma in leadership studies from Harvard's Kennedy School of Executive Education. Ben also received the Oklahoma City Creativity Prize for a six-week celebration of the 100th anniversary of Oklahoma statehood in 2007 at Epcot while at Walt Disney World in alliance between Disney and the great state of Oklahoma. Ben and his wife of 51 years, Donnell, also a class of 68, live in Windermere, Florida. They have two children. Caroline is a creative director of Imagineering at Disney slash Marvel, and Nicholas is a lawyer and assistant director to the Federal Trade Commission. Ben and Donnell have two grandchildren, Lilia and Charlie May. Will you please join me in welcoming Mr. Ben May to the podium to deliver our commencement address. Thank you very much. You know, working for the Walt Disney Company acquaints one with many stories. <clears throat> That's what we do. We tell stories. And one of the stories I've always liked is that of A Thousand and One Nights. And one chapter from those stories is that of Aladdin and his magic lamp. I carry a memory like an Aladdin's lamp, holding it tightly in my mind and heart bringing it out only at special times, rubbing it and polishing it to a crystal shine, then carefully putting it back in that special mental drawer for a bit more thought, always with great care and pride. This is the memory I have been carrying of Cassidy for over half a century. It is more than a memory. It is a living template that has informed my life with certain values and guidelines, some of which I have failed to uphold, and others that have taken me places my imagination could never have begun to contemplate. Now, circumstances have allowed me to share this memory with you, 
personally this evening at your graduation. The thought of sitting in chapel takes me back immediately to the time when I was one of you, right in my seat as though it were yesterday. It is at Cassidy that my young adult life began, although I didn't know it. I met my wife at Cassidy. Father Benedict Barnes, my Cassidy advisor, married us in the chapel of St. Edward the Confessor, right over there, 51 years ago. My mother's ashes are scattered over Cassidy Lake. I never take my Cassidy ring off my finger as a reminder of who I am and what I can still become. My experience at Cassidy imprinted my life and led me every step to my future. And now that future has become my past. There will hopefully be more of a story to tell for the years I have left, but your story is just beginning, and that's why I'm sharing my story with you now. My hope for you, the graduates of Cassidy, is to understand how fortunate each of you are to be a part of the Cassidy family. And a family is what it is. It is a family dedicated to excellence, honor, honesty, integrity, kindness, and compassion. Each of you has a story, and much of it began here, and you have already embraced it always keeping the spirit of Cassidy within you as you progress in the world. My story began in 1965 when I was 15 years old. My mother, Frances, told me she thought it best for me to attend Cassidy as a sophomore. It would be my decision, of course, but she knew I'd make the right one. Not Cassidy! The very thought of it struck fear in my young and unenlightened heart. Smart, rich kids went to Cassidy and I was neither. But mom had a way of getting her way when it came to these kinds of decisions, meaning I kind of had no choice. I got into Cassidy by the skin of my teeth. My first year can best be described as nine months of terror, offset by the tiniest glow of confidence and pride only by the last hour of the last day of the last class. My weekly ritual the first year was laying on my living room couch in my blazer and tie early in the morning before chapel crushed with gnawing anxiety and doubt, sometimes literally shaking, pleading with my mother to call John Marshall and get me in and out of Cassidy. Just try to make it through the week. If you feel the same way on Friday, then I'll call John Marshall. Luckily, that day never came. As I learned how to study, my days at Cassidy became a bit brighter for my junior year, so by the time I graduated, I carried the pride of accomplishment that I'd made it through Cassidy. Every difficult step was a piece of the mosaic that would give me the pattern of self-discipline, achievement, and critical thinking that became the rock-solid foundation for almost every area of my life. I carried the skills and love of learning from Cassidy into my undergraduate and graduate studies, and I remember calling my dad when I told him I was a Phi Beta Kappa. <clears throat> I heard him quietly weeping with joy over the phone, a certain gift from what I learned at Cassidy. I don't think it is any kind of hyperbole to say that whatever I've been able to accomplish academically, professionally, sometimes spiritually, came from the foundation I received at this school. Cassidy gave me the vision to develop the essence of my own truth, to make a difference for my family, the organizations I led, my country, and our world. I felt that there was nothing I couldn't accomplish because I had the tools from Cassidy, and I feel the same way today. Certainly achievement and accomplishment have their rewards. <clears throat> Many of you in this class have already demonstrated that in diverse areas, not to mention your acceptance by some of the finest schools in the nation. I have found that the most fulfilling rewards came as a byproduct of one word, contribution. 
to your families, your communities, your country, your school, and to yourselves. Don't ask yourselves what you can receive from Cassidy or any other area you choose to pursue. Find out what you can give to all those around you long after you leave this place tonight. What can you contribute of yourself, your knowledge, experience, temperament, and passion? It is not necessary to be a great executive or government official or statesman or scholar or athlete. Just be the best you possible right now. Don't wait. Your future will find you. People are watching you, especially if you are fortunate enough to have Cassidy attached to your name. Just remember who you are and what you represent. <clears throat> and remember that the development and maintenance of your character will always be more important than anything you can achieve. Think be first, then do. We are human beings, not human doings. Try to know who you really are. I can tell you it's a lifelong quest, and it should be, as each of us changes and grows. Did you ever wonder how tall a tree can grow? As tall as it can, and so can you. And as you grow and achieve your goals, know this. There is no place for egotism in the character equation. There is no right way to do a wrong thing. Yet we're human and we do wrong things. I have a ton of them. Of course, admitting our errors quickly, asking for forgiveness is a hallmark of character, but it's only one part of the equation. What amends will you make? What action can you take? Mia culpa does not equal correctio, certainly not in our society, but especially in our families. If you remember one thing from our short time together this evening, it is that the essential DNA of character resides in three elements, honesty, integrity, and accountability. There are, these are not some platitudes from a commencement speech by an old dude like me. These are working definitions for your lives, and I can honestly say that I had to learn every one of them the hard way. You don't have to. This can be simple for some of us and complex for others. It should be simple. There's no such thing as kind of honest. That's called rationalization, another word for BS. You're either 100% honest or you're not. You either do what you say you'll do or you don't. Dishonesty and loss of integrity are rampant in our society and in the world. Yet the people who win in the long run are the honest people with integrity. If you can be one of these people, you'll save yourself so much time and difficulty. You will never have to say things like, I can't recall, or have to explain what you really meant. You will build an unshakable reputation and you will progress in life in every area. Our job in this lifetime is not to shape ourselves into some ideal that we imagine we ought to be, but to find out who we already are and become all of it we can be. Explore your own passion and follow it as far as it will take you, even to the dark places where that talent may lead. I have found so much truth in Eleanor Roosevelt's prescient statement, you must do what you fear. You must do the things you think you cannot do. And I have found for me that it was at those times, and there were a few and continue to be, that I was most fearful that I grew the most, sometimes kicking and screaming. I wish I could tell you there's an easier way, but I have found they just don't give big rewards for small efforts. Find your own truth and live it bravely. Playing it safe is rarely really safe. I tried that approach too. In fact, I've invented new and ingenious ways to try to play it safe and failed. But with faith in a higher power and the foundation I received at Cassidy, my failures and fears took me places I never imagined, but I didn't know it at the time. When I came to Cassidy, I was a real outsider. Those of you who've experienced that gut-wrenching feeling of being different, fearful of where you could go for help or just a shoulder to cry on, I know what it's like. Know this, you're not alone. As one of the only Jewish kids at Cassidy, my head met a locker a couple of times by the class bully. Luckily, he was later expelled. 
So I had loneliness then to add to my fear of making it through academically. A young man who I first met at Cassidy faced these same kinds of challenges. That boy accepted me immediately and became my friend and we are still best friends today. He is right over there. His name is Chris Carey, Dr. Chris Carey. He was a captain of the cross country team. He ran so fast, he looked like a stallion. You should have seen him. Thanks to Chris, I lettered, even as slow as I was. At the regional conference at Rice University in Houston, Chris said, Ben, I'm gonna win this race for the team. All you have to do is run as fast as you can. You'll have no competition. <laughs> he was right. I followed that advice my whole life, armed with Cassidy Foundation and that early guidance from Chris. There's no competition, just keep going. Chris wanted to become a doctor, but it was very difficult for him. He struggled and kept at it and he kept at it when any normal person would have given up. It took him a few years, but in the end, he achieved his goal. He became one of the most respected surgeons in this city. When I see Chris, I remember had it not been for Cassidy, we would never have met. And I'm sure he would agree that much of, much, much of what he gained set him on that path. There are certain people in this world that you're loyal to no matter what, and Chris is one of those people. Just like with Chris, never ever let someone tell you what you can't or shouldn't do. With a dream, enthusiasm, a flexible plan, and crazy perseverance, take it as far as you can. Expect to be scared. It goes with the territory. Even if you fail, you will have won because you will have faced your fear, strengthening you for the next challenge. The great rabbi, Baal Shem Tov, said, if you must fall, fall. Who you become will catch you. You will have gained resiliency. Most people do not. They look for what they think is the easy, comfortable way. Conquering self is neither easy nor comfortable, but it is the high ground of character and the key attribute of leadership. This brings me to one of the more important axioms and I can pass on to you this evening. Don't walk, run from negative people, including family members or significant others. It is my experience that a positive person will never bring up a negative person, but a negative person can bring a positive person down. Surround yourself with people who see your best self in their eyes. Hang with those kinds of people as much as you can and give negative people short shrift. You're not gonna help them unless you're a therapist. The greatest need today in our society is for strong, empathetic leaders of character who can exercise sound judgment and act for results, especially to help other people. We are our brothers and sisters keepers. Many people in our society are hurting. You can help them regardless of the studies or the profession you choose if you develop a strong sense of empathy and compassion. If you decide to become a leader at any level, you will have responsibilities. And one of the key attributes of leadership is that you do what needs to be done to fulfill the mission of those you lead no matter what. When public servants like firefighters take an oath, it means they do what they swore to do to complete the mission. There will be many times when you'll feel like you can't do it but you can take it as far as you can. Just keep trying and keep going. You don't know how resilient you can be. You can all be leaders, even if you're leading yourself. It's your choice. You have the tools from Cassidy or you would not be here tonight. Each of you is a leader of one and sometimes a leader of many, but always a leader as challenging as it may be and as much as there is a need for leadership in our society. And the time of testing will be when you're sure you can't handle something. And it may be something you always wanted, what will you do then? You will do what your values and the foundation you received here tell you to do. 
There's a saying in Israel that is found almost daily in the Hebrew lexicon, Ein Barah. It means no choice. In that part of the world, there's little room for error, especially when the country's existence depends on it. No choice but to be excellent. How would you act if you knew your life depended on it? Just try it. See what you can contribute to this world with your unique self. Go for it. You know, one of the cool things about my job and the various careers I've had is the privilege of working with many leaders from so many different organizations, companies, and especially other countries. Of all the categories of leaders, there is one which is special. It is the servant leader. Honestly, you don't see this kind of leader very often. Servant leaders occupy the highest level of leadership. They are tough on the issues and easy on the people. They have an intuitive sense of empathy and superior intelligence to bring exceedingly high value to the organization as well as their families. Simon Sinek, one of today's leadership gurus, says that leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of those in your charge. Nathan Sheldon, your leader, is one of those special people. I've known him almost seven years, and I know what I'm talking about because I've seen him in action. The really great leaders make what they do seem effortless like a ballet dancer. This is the kind of excellence Nathan displays. This school has a tradition of excellence in leadership. Nathan Sheldon has taken that level of excellence ever higher and most appropriately for this time and place, for the teachers and students he serves as a leader. You're fortunate to have been students and teachers with Nathan as your leader. After all I've said to you this evening, the greatest lesson that I have learned that I can pass on to you as best expressed by the author Dean R. Kuntz from his biography about his golden retriever, Trixie, in his short book, A Big Little Life. Remember that the only wisdom is humility, which engenders gratitude, and humility is a condition of the heart essential for us to know peace. Humility is the clear recognition of what and who we really are, followed by a sincere attempt to be what we can be. Seek that definition of, definition of humility as a standard of your character. As you leave this school and your families, you will embark on a journey to a world where the answers will not necessarily be in black and white, nor will there be structure of school and warmth of family. The world can be a chaotic place. The world needs your unique answers to its questions and challenges. What you will have is you and the tools you carry from Cassidy, as well as the love of your families. Don't hide that gift but be a lamp into your own feet and share your light with the world because the day may come when the verse from Isaiah 6, 8 will confront you with a choice. And the Lord said, who shall I send and who will go for us? Will you answer that call? Will you answer that call saying, send me, I'll go, send me. One of the most difficult challenges for me is to somehow convey to your bright shining faces down there the students now graduating from Cassidy, the gift you have in your hands, celebrate this gift, understand this gift, most important, earn this opportunity you've been given. A Cassidy education will take you places you've never been before, and someday, when you're my age, you will look back thanking your parents and their good judgment that they gave you one of the most important gifts of your life. Use your own good judgment, grasp it with all your mind and your heart, right here, right now, and take it with you for the rest of your life. From my heart to yours, God bless you all.